What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Salty Runback, here to be your weekly intake of everything involving North American Developmental League of Legends. Another very busy week for us here. Of course, the NACLQ Open Qualifiers just wrapped, as well as the second week of NACL with the season about a quarter of the way through. And we have so much to talk about on this episode. I am Grapes. That is Hawk. Hawk, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing, Grapes. I, I've started my first week of my spring semester. My spring semester starts really late, but I mean, I used my week off last week. We went crazy covering all the NACLQ stuff and everything. Uh, thanks to everyone that tuned in for the post-reveal show breakdown as well as the co-streams. And Grapes, I think that leads us straight into uh, we're not just going to be going live on Wednesday this week again. Yeah, we had a, a very busy week on Salty Runback. On our Twitch channel, we had, of course, the reveal show reaction, as Hawk alluded to. We got over a thousand view, over five thousand viewers at yeah. one point on that show, um, which was really cool. Thank you, LCS, for the raid and for Summer for that raid afterwards as well. Um, and then the co streams were really fun as well. We got to uh, follow Super Sunshine Fruit Basket Wolves, a uh, team that we might talk about a little bit later on in the episode, but maybe not so much after that, um, as well as a lot of other teams uh, to cover what I, again, consider to be one of the most exciting parts of uh, the NACLQ, which is that open qualifier. But next week, again, we do have uh, a couple of new things as well. We will continue to stream the North American Challengers League qualifier games. Um, and I believe, Hawk, the way that it's going to work is we're going to get half of the games on our stream, and the other half will be either on twitch.tv slash smackshide or twitch.tv slash alkbattery. Again, um, basically, we will be covering the games that are not on the official Rally Cry stream, um, in addition to whatever teams are also putting out their own community broadcasts. Exactly. As we sort of talked about in the past, you know, the, the comprehensive coverage of the uh, PGCQ that we had last year, now NACLQ, uh, is just not going to quite be the same. So while once Rally Cry gets up and running, there will be some games over there. We as a community have sort of come together, um, especially like huge shout out to you, Grapes, and Smacks as well. They've really taken amazing leadership um, and, and sort of all of us have pulled together this this community effort. We want to stream all the games. We want to showcase talent that isn't going to be on the official broadcast as well. Um, I think over on Smacks' channel, um, it'll be a little bit more chill, co-stream vibes, if that's sort of your thing. Over here, we'll be making sure to feature, you know, casted games, um, and as well as, you know, hopefully team streams will be able to get up and running as well. So it's it's really going to be an amazing community effort. We are going to do everything in our power to cover every single game and upload the VODs places as well, um, as professionally as possible while still being, you know, Having that fun flair that we always have. Yeah, of course. First games this Saturday going to be Team Fish Taco versus Enigma on Summer Stream, as well as Maryville versus Conviction on Twitch.tv slash Salty Runback, which may be where you're watching the podcast right now. And speaking of the podcast talk, I think we got to get into it because I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of our, I don't know, most exciting episodes yet. I know we've, we've only been, been cooking again. We got some stuff to talk <laughs> about uh, because, you know, now we're now we're more into it, right? Like. The last couple episodes, it's been early season, lots of speculation. Now we're into it. Now we actually have some storylines to latch on to and, and really start to talk about, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's head into the headlines portion for this third episode of Salty Runback, starting with some content involving the open qualifier as we were talking about before we covered some games a lot of other people covered some games shout out to everybody who was uh getting coverage on the community streams but basically 32 teams 80 total games and 16 teams now are leaving in with that spot in the gsl group stage hawk out of all of the matches that we saw over these past couple of days what was some of your biggest surprises from this open qualifier 
Oh, grapes. I mean, uh, initially, let's start with the super obvious. Conviction, CB Gaming, and Zenigma getting into top 16. I mean, I know, you know, every OQ, we've always got a couple teams seated outside the top 16 that do end up making it. But shout out to these teams for really showing up and playing. And especially, Grapes, I think the elephant in the room is CB Gaming going 3-0 and in the first three rounds. We won't talk about the last two rounds, but auto-qualifying in the first three games is absolutely amazing. Taking out Team Fish Taco on their way to qualification, that is absolutely insane. And, I mean, this was a team that we were looking at. Them and Zenigma, I think both of us, were sort of looking at this team and we were like, this could be an interesting team. But we weren't really, you know, we said they would both go 2-3. and three. Um, and, and Conviction as well. And so seeing this team uh, and Zenigma come out the gate swinging for the fences, taking down some big tournament favorites. That is just absolutely awesome to see. You know, Nem9 uh, and, and Kisno, especially on CV, I think impressed a lot of people. You know, Nem9 has been in the scene for a bit, right? But they, they popped off. They popped off, and I think harder than they were really expected to. Yeah, the three teams that Hawk mentioned were the three teams that were seeded out of the top 16 by the selection committee and made their way in. The other three teams that didn't make it, I believe, were the Northern Front, Super Sunshine, Fruit Basket, Wolves, and the Nameless. Um, and I don't think any of them would necessarily have been like the biggest surprise to see not get out. Like They were definitely some of the teams that we had on the bubble of potentially getting in or out in, in some of these situations where an upset did occur. But I think another team that we haven't mentioned yet was Conviction. Uh, uh, yeah. as, a, as a group of people that really nobody saw coming except for of course uh, their general manager who was in the selection committee and really vouching for the team but we Scrim were there Bucks. for that fifth game of this uh, that do or die moment for them against yeah. UCI a 51 minute bloodbath uh, and Nightstar on the Caitlyn just had an absolutely phenomenal performance um, and, and basically carried conviction all the way over to this top 16 spot they are the they, they came in I believe as a 24 seed which is I think the lowest that out of any of the uh, mm -hmm. of the teams in this open qualifier to make it in uh, and you know that was definitely one of the biggest surprises for me specifically and, and if we want to go a little bit more on the negative end we can talk about <laughs> oh, no, um, no, a team no. that maybe had a lot of high expectations but maybe but you know didn't necessarily meet them Tony top their team yeah. went one and two through the first three games and had to really win out uh, into in some pretty close ones to to get into the actual tournament before you know as even though they were previously a, a team that was really expected to be at the top of the table they lost to CB Gaming who of course we mentioned before and also C Dogs which who didn't make the tournament at all so um, yeah some interesting showings for them I feel like this team. Maybe just needs a little bit of extra time to gel before, and, and and hopefully now that they have made it into the round of 16, this is where we see them shine a little bit better. Uh, but definitely was interesting to see them on that precipice of getting knocked out really, really early on. Yeah, Grapes, I, I gotta be honest with you, when you said we were gonna talk about the negatives, I thought you were gonna talk about Super Sunshine. We saw them play four games on our stream. I'm gonna be honest with you, I was not very impressed. Um, yeah. Love all the players on Super Sunshine. It's probably a good time to say, you know, I, I'm gonna, look, the fact of the show is, I'm going to flame a lot of teams. I'm going to flame a lot of players, but don't take it personally. I do want to be friends with all of you. I do think you're all amazing at the game, but you know, it's it's for the content. I hope you understand. There are some like Twitter clips going around. I think it's fun. I hope you saw a bunch of clips. Yeah, we're all in in good banter here, but um, yeah, Super Sunshine, not impressed. I know we had RBM on the show after day one, and he was not very happy with the performance. And I think uh, after starting the day O2 and day two, um, it definitely. A little bit of maybe mental boom happening, something along those lines. But unfortunately, Super Sunshine, they did bow out. But yeah, I, I do like, you know, Tony Top made the tournament. 
but didn't look amazing on the way to it uh and and was was a little scary also isu not i'm not gonna say they were surprising but going 0-2 on day one they brought it back with the 3-0 on day two there's always one i feel like and shout out to them you know they would have been one i would have been pretty disappointed if they didn't make the top 16 there's always i mean there's always teams you're disappointed about right but they would have been one i would have been disappointed about and so it's good to see isu maybe a little bit surprising uh either that they made it or that they that, that they uh almost didn't depending on like where your where your thoughts on oh. them lie but yeah did you see the end of their game five against northern front I did not. Well, that you, you might want to go, back I had to and go watch play Lol immediately after if, our stream wrapped. So. If you didn't see it, the last game it was Northern Front versus ISU for a spot in the GSL, uh, right. and Northern Front was at their nexus, had a thousand health remaining on it, and then got completely aced, lost oh, Baron, no. lost one more fight. Meslo and Camille went absolutely bonkers that game, uh, and they came back and won in about forty minutes to enter. <laughs> did they the top esports it? Uh, a little bit of top esports, but maybe not as extreme. Um, a couple of misplays oh. maybe here and there with some of the auto attacks um, for on the northern front oh, end. No. Um, good shot had a really good game on Ezreal, so um, I want to shout him out as well. But um, unfortunately, they will not be in, and instead it will be Redbirds at the 13 seed wow. in Group D. Which brings us to our next topic, Hawk. We have the groups for the NACLQ already yeah. set up. Which of these teams, which of these four groups, as you uh, transition that right there, I want to make sure you get the the, the topic hey, on the screen. I got uh, this. What's there the group go. of death um, out <laughs> the, of these the, out of these four groups? So, I mean, immediately it sort of depends on your on your definition of group of death. It sort of could be like what what group do you think has just the best overall teams? What group do you think has the most competitive path to getting out of the group? You know, there's a lot of sort of different definitions, and I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I actually think my definition has changed since we talked about this a little bit last night, because I think there's one sort of, like, group of death if it's, like, anyone could get out, but I also think there's a group of death where it's, like, ooh, like, all these teams might be fallible slash have pop-off potential, and, like, any, like, like, even though there's a clear top two, it's, like, mm, I'm not so sold on it. And for me, Grapes, I'm going to actually go with that definition. I'm going to go with the one where it feels like there's a lot of really strong teams in this group, and I'd be really terrified to be seated into them, maybe because of some surprising underperformances, Grapes. And I'm going to go with Group B. Team Fish Taco, Tony, Tony Top, Mirage, and Zenigma. Ooh, I mean, let's not forget, Team Fish Taco and Tony Top. We were just talking about Tony Top, but TFT as well dropped the game to CB. Both these teams dropped games to some lower-seeded teams, yeah. some teams that you might not have expected them to drop games to. Mirage came out 2-0 in the final two rounds to make the tournament 3-2. Zenigma, they popped off a little bit unexpectedly as well. Like, when I look at TFT and Tony Top, I'm thinking, I do not want to play against them at all, but yet they're both in the same group together because of some slight underperformances in the open qualifier. But Mirage and Zenigma are also not teams I'm ready to count out, especially Mirage. Barak, Haifi, Ariandel, Good Boy Pacus, like, this is a team... We, we saw it sort of with Pacus on Wildcard Aces last year, right? Like, this is a team that could find a random win and, and get out of this group. So I'm looking at this group to be absolutely a bloodbath, potentially, and one that in terms of the most competition, maybe not because all the teams are so close together and that, like, mm, I'm not super impressed by any of them, but rather there are some really strong teams in this group. Yeah, this is a really interesting setup. You want to pull up the groups really quickly, just in case yeah, people yeah. aren't entirely sure what's going on. Um, the 16 teams have been seeded into four groups based on their open qualifier performance, as well um, as their open qualifier seeding. Uh, 
which was made by the selection committee. Um, and I feel like, again, this is kind of a conversation that we've been having for a couple of weeks now, where it seems like, you know, the, the level of competition maybe is not necessarily as high, both at the top and at the bottom. And so when it comes down to, like, teams that we are, like, really confident on making it into the group stage, uh, making it into the knockout stage, there's not a ton of them there's at not, this point. There's not that many. Uh, like, I, I would say there's one, maybe two in each group. And so I think Grapes, the, there, are, there are literally three teams that I feel very confident will make the knockout stage. Yeah, that's that, and, and that's what makes it a little bit interesting. So if we're talking about group of death, I, I'm also looking at like the possibility of the players all coming together and like when each team is at their ceiling, like how high can they go? I'm looking at Group C a little bit here. Native, okay, Team Ambition, yeah. Winthrop, and CB. Obviously, CB took down the number one seed, and if they can repeat that success, it could definitely lead to some really interesting situations. Um, and then Winthrop, of course, made top four last spring, and we're going to have a lot more to talk about with these teams uh, in the next segment of our show. But I think that if all four of these teams come in at their A game, this could really become an interesting group. Uh, and also Group D, which I wouldn't necessarily yeah, I call the group of death, maybe even more the group of life, because I could see a situation where any of these teams would get in and I wouldn't be super surprised, but I can also see a situation where any of these teams don't make it in and I wouldn't be like, wow, this is insane, literally the, the most crazy thing I've ever seen, because yeah. Horizon has a couple of unknown quantities, both Sappy in the top lane as well as uh, Nidhogg, who hasn't played ton of competitive, as well as DMK role swapping, and obviously they performed pretty well finishing four and one but you know in this new environment maybe something could go wrong in these group stages supernova um kind of i feel like is a team with a pretty high floor but might be maybe not as high of a ceiling as some of the other teams and then lit and isu i think both have um that pop-off potential as well but again wouldn't be surprised to just kind of see them bow out at an earlier stage yeah. so i feel i feel like that's more of a group of life than a group of death but it's again a pretty interesting one to look at yeah, I do want to give a shout to Group D as well. I, I actually feel like as far as like maybe purely the most competitive group, like if that's your definition of group of death, I do think that's the one I'm looking at. Like like I said, I, I think in terms of like death as in like, oh shit, I don't want to play these guys. Like yeah. I'm not looking at Group D, but I think all the teams are pretty well seated. Like I, I think Horizon is probably the weakest one seed and ISU is looking like the strongest four seed. Also, ISU just feels like the most bullshit. Like they don't. They don't listen to the expectations at all. They just do whatever the hell they want. Sometimes they beat really good teams. Sometimes they lose to really terrible teams. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Super coin flip team. So, like, I, I agree. I think I want to give a shout to Group D. That, to me, is, like, I just don't – I would not want to predict that. But Group B, for me, is that group of death. Like, I do not want to be seated in here. For Grapes, Group C, I, I can see that as well. I know I'm lower on Winthrop than most people. I'm sorry. Look, I know. I got flamed on Twitter for it. But it's, yeah. I'm still so, I'm still holding my ground here. I'm not hyped on Winthrop. So, <laughs> And again, catch all the action Saturday. Some of it will be on this Twitch yeah. channel at Celtic Runback Pod. Um, and we will be talking about these teams a little bit more again on the second half of our show. But I do think, Hawk, this is a, next, uh, a nice little pivot to get into the next uh, section of our show, which we'll be talking a little bit more about the NACL as we wrap up these headlines. Uh, going back to a topic that was a, a pretty interesting one last week, um, some of the provisional teams performing pretty well. And Cincinnati Fear and mm -hmm. Wildcard both sit still in the top half of the standings. Fear specifically have a very, very good record at this point. I believe they are 7-3, and three, um, if I am not completely mistaken. But Hawk... Um, you know, these two provisional teams, the, the ones that kind of got the second choice of rosters and everything like that, are they going to continue to find success throughout the rest of this NACL season? And it's a really interesting question to sort of try to answer. So so just so everyone knows, Wildcard started 4-0, Cincinnati Fear started 4-2. Now, after this past week, Cincinnati Fear, as you say, Grapes, 
seven and three, wild card five and three. And these are very clearly the provisional teams that at least out of the gate are having the best success uh, across the board. And it's a really hard question to answer. And it's sort of, I don't know. Like, that's honestly my answer. I thought about this all night. I don't know if they're going to continue to find success. If one is, I am looking at Cincinnati Fear. I mean, now 10 games in, that is five out of the 15 series that they're going to play the entire... So they're one-third of their games through. They have looked excellent. They've played some great teams like Team Liquid Challenger, who's sort of like the most notable team that they've played against. They've also 2-0'd a couple provisional teams, I think. Um, But... This team has just come together so much better I, than, than I thought they would. I know Grapes and I both weren't very high on them early on, but Faisal has been popping off in the top lane. The bot lane has looked way better than we thought they would. The whole team seems like it's gelled really well and is playing well together. They look like they've got the strongest fundamentals out of any provisional team, and they could go far. Now, wild card is an interesting one for me, Grapes, and I, they're really such an interesting commodity because we sort of saw them, I think, get exposed by TSM challengers a little bit in their O2 loss where they clearly have a different way of playing the game and yet have very solid fundamentals. So they're able to beat maybe some less stable teams. And I know TSM challengers, people are going to be like, well, they're bottom of the standings. I don't think they're that stable, which maybe that's true, but this is a team full of veterans. And I think it's that veterancy that actually makes them less susceptible to the variance that wildcard put out. And so I'm sort of looking at when wildcard might play some of these more veteran rosters, some of these more established rosters, will they continue to find the same success against those kind of teams? Cause they've clearly been able to out hands a lot of teams, but I'm sort of waiting for like, is their play style sustainable? I'm not sure. Grapes. Yeah, and I mean, as you do say that, Wildcard did 2-0 Immortals, which, yeah. you know, they were playing with a Blaze Olive, so you can either call that, like, an upgrade or a downgrade, but, but it's a roster just, like, stability versus it, skill. It's it's a roster filled with people that haven't played together before as much, though, so even though everyone on Immortals was veteran, right, I do think it's a little bit different from TSM, just to interject on that. Does, does that make sense? A, it's a valid point, especially, you know, first week, new stuff right. coming in. Yeah. It wasn't scrimming with the team for a while. Uh, here's my take on this. I think Fear... The way that they have played, um, they kind of do seem one-dimensional, as you said. They team fight really well. If they get a, a composition that wombo combos people and they don't fall super behind in the early game, um, they can f- they can outplay you in the team fights. And I think we saw that in the in the matchup against Immortals. We also saw that I believe in their game against uh, Team Liquid first that they won. But I think uh, the the TSM series specifically is where I maybe see a little bit uh, of concern because mm. Gar- mm-hmm. Moose Hater locked into Garen. Everyone was like, "Oh no!" Like Moose Hater Garen, it seems unstoppable. Into into remember- Jax, which is which is the matchup that he wants to. Right, uh, but but then you remember that you know it's still Garen, and there's yeah. ways to play around it. And t- I think TSM the way that they played the early game with since Garen and Hanser, um, specifically kind of just like kind of kiting out the Garen and, and playing yeah. in a way that he wasn't really allowed to be successful, um, really hurt. Uh, wild card and obviously they dropped both games of that series relatively soundly um, and so I think as the the weeks go on and more and more teams um, like kind of learn how to play against this wild card style right maybe that's where we're starting to see them falter a little bit and again they were one in three this week which was uh, of course not as high level as uh, fear have looked so far but I do think yeah. on the other end fear have looked pretty, fear, pretty good all, all around. Fear look like they have just a very, very reliable team. And I, and I want to reiterate, I don't think that wild card is a gimmick team. I don't think they rely on gimmicks to win. Like, watching especially their series against IMT, 
Like, it wasn't like these crazy drafts, like draft gapping IMT. No, they had these crazy drafts, but they played them really well. It's not a gimmick, right? Yeah. But it is, their play style is still different. And if you watch sort of the difference between how Sven Skarin and the rest of TSM played against Wildcard, as opposed to Chad and how IMT played against Wildcard, I do think there's a stark difference, as we both alluded to. Yeah, and I know Chad said that that was probably the worst yeah, the Legends it, he has ever played. I'm not gonna lie, so. it wasn't great, but I won't harp on it. <laughs> and, and I think also, I think I think an interesting parallel to Wildcard could potentially be Cloud Nine from last year, where their mm. whole thing was played specifically through topside, and eventually as teams kind of figured that out, T9 looked worse and worse, and coming into playoffs weren't necessarily the strongest team, yeah. despite really like showing up at the beginning. And I hope Wildcard proved me wrong because I do like a lot of the players on their team, and I think that. Um, Things they're they're exciting, well. you know. They're yeah. doing something different, so and and that's kind of what I'm looking at here. And and, and for fear again, topside has looked good, but I specifically just want to shout out Manui and Trevor once again. Um, after really not being high on them at the beginning of this uh season, at the beginning of this podcast, they have looked amazing, especially yeah. uh in the last series that they played, the one against uh Fly Fam, where Manui like had Manui and Trevor like won out bot lane incredibly hard against Instinct and Sword, who we were coming in anticipating to be one of the strongest amateur provisional bot lanes. Um, mm. And Minui and Trevor just look look really good in, in yeah. that regard. They've really they've really stepped up. They've stepped up for sure. And credit where credit's due on that. And again, 10, 10 series left for them. Also, the last point that we'll make about these two teams is that they both play two provisional teams, so they'll, again, have three more to play over the next five weeks. And they probably are locked in almost in terms of, like, the top two provisional teams in the regular season. But then when we come down to playoffs, of course, things can change. And, and, and as the, the rest of the provisional teams maybe scale up yeah. a little bit more, that's where I, we can maybe see. I do... Jump. I do think uh, AOE against Fear will be a really big series. I have obviously Wildcard already 2-0 to AOE, but AOE is the other provisional team that I think has shown like a inability to compete at the top, right? And AOE has only played Wildcard as far as provisional teams. Like TL first, FlyFam, and CLG Faith, they've had some moments, but I'm not like I'm pretty sure that they just don't quite have the stuff right now. AOE's that other team that I'm sort of looking at, like they might be able to challenge Fear. So I'm kind of waiting for that series. I don't know when that is, but that might be a big one when it comes around as far as not going to promotion tournament. Yeah. And again, playoffs are the, the most important thing at the end of this, but that would be a yes. really good litmus test as we get later on to the season. Let's move on to our next topic, which is actually something that we haven't talked about much, um, no. which is surprising on this show. The challenger teams that um, are performing really well, specifically Cloud9 and Dignitas, who are currently sitting at the top of the standings uh, at 1-2 with Fear very, very close behind them in third. But Dignitas and C9, I feel like we're rosters that were kind of criticized a little bit coming into the start of the season i remember our tier list we both had them relatively low in terms of how much we like their roster yeah. uh but now they're performing really well and i just want to hear your thoughts on if, if you know you think hawk we've been wrong on this decision or if this is still something that we were expecting out of these teams so this is a really interesting question to answer grapes because i think it's a really complicated one and i want to preface my statement with saying like there's a difference between my personal excitement about a roster as a fan with with like the difference between that and success right and how good i think a roster will be not just as a roster but maybe also for the scene right and when you look at cloud9 and dignitas's rosters i think the most important thing immediately to say is like when you look at the 10 players on these two teams by and large i don't think anyone where wherever they'd end up like in a vacuum is going to look at these 10 players and think like 
they shouldn't be on an NACL team. Like, right. cause they're all great players. They're all good. They've established themselves in different regions or in LCS or whatever. And maybe they're washed, whatever you want to say. Like they all by and large deserve to be here. And for whatever reason, when they're all five of them put together on the same team, right? That's when people raise an eyebrow and, and sort of have, have stronger opinions about the rosters not being as hype. And I, I mean, that's like fair, right? Like it's okay to not be excited about a roster, but I think it's important to separate that from the fact that Cloud9 and Dig are having a lot of success. And the purpose of an NACL team, we oftentimes talk about developing talent as being the main purpose. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to bring on some crazy rookie like like APA or Masu or Sniper and do that, right? You can still develop talent that has been here. They can have a resurgence like Dokla had on CLG last year. They can step up in a new way. They can develop talent by playing against them. These two teams being at the top of the table right now is clearly proving that some of these more hotshot teams, they don't quite have the stuff to compare to Cloud9 and Dig, right? So it is really important to sort of like... I think give these players a the credit that they deserve that they do deserve to be here they are good players and b like they're not stealing paychecks right that's not how it should be viewed and, and they are coming in and they're playing really well because dig and c9 are sitting at the top of the table yeah and i think a pretty interesting uh note before like while discussing these uh this topic about these two teams is that both gms uh whether it was i guess jack on cloud nine or Bakery on Dignitas each issued a statement on what they thought their goal for their academy teams or challenger teams were going to be. Dignitas said, our goal is to win NACL, and Cloud9's goal is to develop talent. I mean, no, sorry, not develop talent. Cloud9's goal was to get as many people promoted into LCS as they possibly can. There now, you go. Both of these goals are not necessarily what was aligned with either what we were doing on our tier list, which was right. developing talent, um, or... Um, just like kind of the what many people consider the, the the point of academy in general, but I think honestly, like in terms of the goals that they're accomplish, they're they're trying to accomplish, like they're both succeeding. Dignitas, of right. course, is at the top of the table. Cloud Nine um, have a ton of players who could easily slot into LCS teams right now. I'm thinking of MNS and Zazel specifically. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even even on Dignitas' side, like their goal is to win. But some of the some of the prospects that maybe not prospects, but players that they have on their team uh, are looking really good and you know are maybe even continuing to improve on where they were last year. I think that XU and Hoon were pe people that we kind of like disregarded entering this season, but they have both taken yeah. significant strides. XU specifically has looked like an absolute maniac in the jungle, um, just running around in Sejuani and, and just getting the entire team ahead. And then Tomo and Diamond have kind of carried games on their own down in the bot lane. The fact that Insanity might be one of the quieter members on this Dignitas Challengers team definitely means that something is going right it's for it's them. Uh, Whether, both pretty in terms insane. Of... <laughs> nice both in terms of, <laughs> of performance and, and also just like having these players kind of grow and, and prove that they're lcs ready and yeah. again when you're all, you're here because you're, this is the level below lcs and if you're still trying to get to that stage i like there's no heart there's no like reason to be mad at these players for, for taking the opportunities and being here it's just maybe when we were anticipating right. the goals of the some of these rosters being created that's maybe where some people are a little bit more confused as right. why they were created Grapes, like, I, I love that you bring up what the GMs said about the purpose of their teams. Because especially, like, when I think about Cloud9 over the years, they're a team notorious for developing players in their farm system and selling them to other teams, right? Like, the no, the no refunds to EG, that was, like, a huge meme, right? But, like, they are a team that has been pretty well known for for using their academy team in a different way because they have such great scouting at the LCS level. I think that's just fair to say as a, a definitive fact. And, um... 
you know, it, I think it's really just to tie this whole conversation up. It's important, and this will lead into our next discussion as well. It's important to not conflate our own personal excitement or lack thereof about a certain roster roster or player or group of players with whether or not they're good for the scene or fulfilling the purpose or whatever right like that that those can be mutually exclusive and i think c9 and dig with them being at the top of the table with their players looking great i think it like it's fair to say you know just because we weren't personally excited about these rosters doesn't mean they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they should be doing it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I think it'll be really cool to see how um, Dig and C9 yeah. continue to perform throughout the regular season. And also yeah. if any teams are really able to catch up to them as right. we continue to move forward. Because CLG, like CLG right? specifically, yeah. they, had a, they had like a crazy game. They should have definitely at least won that first game against Dig uh, before some, some fuckery happened with them. But... Um, <laughs> Again, just like the, these teams with maybe more developing players that yeah. with rosters that we liked more, it'll be cool to see if they will continue to, to take that next step and, and, again, challenge the top of the table. And speaking of top of the table, this brings us to our last headline of the episode, Hawk. Imports are performing really well in yeah, the NACL so far. Uh, specifically, I want to shout out Balulu on Immortals, who made his debut this week. And um, I believe his first game was an 8-0-13 Zoe game, uh, and that was just disgusting. Mir on Team Liquid Challengers has played really well, as well as Amenez on Cloud9, who may be one of the frontrunners for best mid in the league right now. And, mm -hmm. and of course, Winsome, who was supposed to be on an academy team, dominated an LCS this past week. Unforgiven. Um, has had his moments of, of really good play and also some maybe questionable play, depending on jet, you, you could you could factor jet lag or anything within that as well. And um, even imports that were have been here for a while now, Kevy, who's now in his second split on CLG, had some great. really great games on Maokai against Dignitas yesterday in their final series. So, or sorry, on Saturday or Sunday, whatever the, the whatever the, the super heavyweight showdown was in that last <laughs> series, um, and. I think sometimes, Hawk, we forget that a lot of the imports that we right. bring in are still really hyped up players, and um, it's really cool to see them performing well in this league so, right now. Yeah, I like this headline, this should be taken as something that is awesome. This is so great, and I know a lot of people moan and groan about imports, especially in Tier 2, because they think like it should all be about developing NA talent, which, you know, yeah, again, we like NA talent. We're, we're big NA talent fans. We want we them a show about to NA do talent. well. We have a show <laughs> dedicated to hyping up NA talent or occasionally shitting on them, but... <laughs> That's, but that's no. you. I don't know about I don't know about me. I don't want to beat myself in there with you on that. Yeah, no, no. It's again all banter. <laughs> um, but yeah, we love NA talent, right? But you know, we we love to groan about imports, and again, our own personal lack of excitement can be one thing. But whenever the players like Balulu, Mir, MNS, uh, and Forgiven, like these players come in and they start dominating we should take this as a amazing thing because that means we're bringing in talent and making the league better as a whole because you know what for every crappy import that there is to na there's another impact or a core jj players that have undisputably come to na and made the scene better and so we should welcome these imports that are coming in and trashing our players because this is going to make the scene better for every mid laner that gets dunked on by mns they're going to go back to vide review and they're going to learn something right and they're going to they're going to play better and and it's just it elevates the play of the league and they then you know they can get promoted elevate the play overall and also it's just fun to watch it's fun to watch players do well and we should always celebrate the successes of players no matter where they come from grapes and so I, I'm personally, I'm super excited about the players that you listed. All, like, 
I am so happy just to see that there are players that have come in and they're dominating, whether or not they're rookies that have been promoted from NA or imports that have come over or whatever. I think the important distinction here is not necessarily in what region or what country that these players are originally from. It might be more towards the idea of how long they've been in the league and if you know their ceiling really is playing at the LCS level, which is, of course, the eventual goal for a lot right. of the players that are in, within this league. If you're bringing in somebody... You know, not to call any names, but like ADD, who's been part of the LCK and and now the LLA for like seven plus years, it's hard to imagine a situation where he would maybe grow into an LCS level player um, to be plugged into that team. But then on the other hand, somebody like Eminence or Mir, yeah. um, or Unforgiven, who definitely have that ceiling of, of making it into uh, LCS and being one of the top players in the league. Um, that is where the imports get exciting. You think of Berserker or Core JJ, as you mentioned yep. before, um, as, as people that are similar to that. Um, and of course, we love to highlight um, North American talent, but it's also important to to consider like who would potentially be taking the places of some of these players. I know, like mid lane specifically, um, there's not. I, I feel like a lot of the options of, of players that could have gotten promoted kind of all did get promoted. You can look at maybe yeah. like if you're looking at anybody, it might be like messages or town or toasty Alex, but none of those are really like, oh, they deserve to be at the I, academy level. Yeah, I think, you know, players like that, I am perfectly comfortable with being in an ACLQ, at least for another split, right? And and also, you know, we're talking about mid laners too. Like a player like MNS, like I mean he's playing at an LCS level right now, but when MNS came over, there was a lot of speculation about like his behavior issues or or whatever, you know, team chemistry that he he's had in the past. And so there is still like a developmental aspect about this. It's not like Cloud9, for example, with MNS just brought over like Faker and is like putting him in Academy. No, like they're developing this player for one reason or another. So even if he's cracked out and styling on all the other mids, like there's a reason that that they didn't feel he was LCS ready or whatever. They they got Diplex as well. And and so, again, like, just because MNS is from EMEA, like, it doesn't mean that that there's not a reason for him to play in any seal and develop. And as you said, Grapes, like, again, I mean, love messages. Big messages, Stan. I've, I've talked about that. Like, he's so new, and I feel like playing an NACLQ on a top team like Native, that's going to be great for the development of that player. So why not bring somebody over? Yep, of course. I have to shout out Fnatic. Um, as being a player that probably is deserving, but um, you know that. Besides the point, kind poor of, one out for Fnatic. <laughs> it's a poor one out for Fnatic, but you shouldn't blame the people that necessarily took no. their spots because they're no, also not at all. very, very deserving. That's gonna do it for our headlines portion of today. Uh, our second portion of the show is gonna be a really interesting one, Hawk. We're going to be taking the 16 teams that have qualified into the GSL group stage of NACLQ and gonna be comparing them in a bit of an interesting way. We'll see you on the flip side. We're here in the second portion of the third episode of Salty Runback, and we got to talk about the NHCLQ group stages, Hawk, which are starting this weekend. 16 teams made it through the open qualifier, and interestingly enough, there are also 16 teams in the NACL. I think you can see where this is going, but if not, Hawk, tell us what we're doing today. Well, okay, Grapes. We here on NACL, uh, on Salty Runback, want to play a little, a little matchmaker with our teams. We know it's not Valentine's Day yet, but basically 16 teams in NACLQ, 16 teams in the big show in NACL. What if we likened these NACLQ teams to the NACL teams? Now it could be for any reason. Maybe it's the players that are on it. Maybe it's how good they are. Maybe it's the narrative surrounding them. Who knows? But Grapes and I both went through, did our own list, and uh, we're going to take you all through one by one. And and this should be a fun way where we get to talk sort of about both the NACLQ teams as well as the NACL teams, all 16 of them in one go. 
Yeah, we the goal is um, to try to familiarize people with these NACL Q teams as yep. much as possible because we know the NACL has a lot more noticeable names and, and teams and viewership. Um, and so if you're trying to get into the NACL Q and want a kind of a right. basis of what to expect out of these teams, maybe comparing them to a team in the NACL could help you get that groundwork going. So we and have, also, again, it's fun. <laughs> and it's fun. We get to banter and, and maybe make some funny jokes. Um, I know I have a couple of, of funny ones in here. So Oh, um, oh we you have pre-prepared. Wow. Okay. I, I'm feeling outdone on my I, prep I just, right not, now. Not like... It's you'll, Grace you'll see. is like you'll pulling see out like down the, the line a little the, bit. The but. cue cards, you know. <laughs> Let's start off with our first team. We're gonna go through group order, so the teams that were in the groups that we were discussing earlier on in the show. Starting off with our number one seed, Maryville University, who made it all the way through the groups, the open open qualifiers. Sorry, at a five and zero record. Um, Hawk, what team do you have to compare to NACL to in the NACL to Maryville? All right, Grapes. Well, uh, I think we both have the same one for this one, and I think it's pretty obvious. I have a Cloud9 Challenger for this roster, and honestly, like, I, I feel like the logic is pretty, probably pretty similar for both of us here, where they brought in a bunch of players that have been around for a little bit, as we talked about. Not inherently a bad thing at all, and actually, I'm kind of hyped about a lot of the uh, players that have been around for a while on Maryville's roster, and then one super hotshot player, M&S or Scary Jerry. That's sort of the comparison that I'm making, like... Like, maybe not someone that we expected to get picked up, but we're super glad that they did. Scary Jerry, this guy is a Smurf Graves. Yep, so the roster, Niles, Auto Orange, Get Back, Scary Jerry, and Zyko. You might remember uh, uh, Niles from his time on Golden Guardians, and Get Back maybe from his time on Penton at GG in the, Oceania in the Oceanian League back in, I believe, 2020. Um... And I think overall, just like a team of veterans that could potentially get to that next level or just kind of our really top tier players, yeah. that kind of screams C9 to me. And again, yeah. um, the added addition of, of some new players, um, the Scary Jerry kind of being this hot new prospect, kind of like MNS who has been showing up recently. Um, and also Zyko, who I actually, yeah. in my little description that I just wrote out, like some, some small notes, I compared Zyko to Tomio in terms of a player that is, is still relatively new, but has quickly become one of the top players within their team. So that was my yeah. other additional comparison <laughs> to Maryville. And it's not, again... <laughs> Just as easy as saying, like, oh, C9's in first place, Maryville's in first place. There's there's other reasons behind it. I did well. just think of a, um, a funny comparison that's kind of negative that I hadn't thought of until right now. I'm going to say it. No flame. But also top laners that have gone to the next level and then come back down. <laughs> <laughs> Very good top laners. <laughs> but He's your B1. Sure. He was your B1 in the draft. So. He was my B1 in the draft. <laughs> um, so, Let's move on know. to <laughs> our next team. Uh, who will be playing against Maryville in the maybe potentially the second round of this group stage? University of St. Trevor, who are seated at number eight with a three and two record. Now you might recognize the initials U S and T. That's because this is largely the University of St. Thomas roster with a couple but of adjustments officially. here and there. Um, yeah, so so two quote unquote collegiate teams in this group. Uh, Porsche Kitoro Savage, maybe Robbie. Don't exactly know what's happening there. Um, their ADC is Eng and support Dapshin. Who are who are we comparing these teams to, Hawk? Okay, Grapes. So, my comparison for this team, oh. we, were, we, we were like on this one as well. Um, yeah, so FlyQuest Challengers. Wow, okay, we're starting it off with two of the same, but FlyQuest Challengers. Grapes, honestly, uh, you had a pretty good comparison for this one, which is honestly, it pretty much swayed me. But basically, uh, they're sticking with a tried and true established top side of the map, especially if Robbie Bob comes back. 
Um, and then their bot lane is comprised of, like, an ADC that was, like, pretty unexpected. Uh, like, Aang, we knew nothing about going into NACLQ. Uh, and then Daption, who uh, were uh, also winsome for FlyQuest Challengers, are supports that sort of uh, have been around on other teams, but are new to this team. Yeah, shout out Aang, who had a couple of really nice games in the open yeah. qualifier. Didn't get to catch better any of the than bots, a lot of people gave him credit for. Uh, yeah, looking the at the, the damage numbers as well as the KDAs, because, of course, watching 80 VODs in two days combined mm. with having to watch 36 uh, NACL VODs, not really possible. But overall, like I, I think the St. Trevor team is going to, to be pretty interesting. Uh, Porsche Kitsuo and Robbie Bob, of course, all won CeeLo together last year, as well as being on Team Pending, which was a team in in PGCQ last year that was really interesting. Um, so I kinda, I do really do like this comparison. Yeah. And of course, um, if we're thinking about the core, Masu um, was kind of the ang of last year with this team. So another Definitely. Little, oh, little true. Yeah, you're right. I forgot Masu played like, like kind of, I mean, Team Pending was more or less this team last year. So yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, Grapes, we got Godel. Godel Gamers, 3-2. and two. They are the 9 seed. They have Last Last Trickster, Dave Monsmalls, and Detro. This is maybe the first time that we differ a little bit because I, yes. Hawk, have Evil Geniuses Challengers as the comparison for this roster. Which I want to hear this. I want to hear your logic behind okay. this. Okay. So this is not a comparison of their um, original supposed team. It's more of like what they've been in the last couple of weeks. I know that Trickster and Detro specifically were kind of shopping around teams in the open on in the qualifiers until kind of the last second um, and kind of and built this squad together um, with some other players that are, are relatively new. And if you think about it, kind of similar to the way that Evil Genius's uh, Challengers team has been running. They have um, a, a couple like a couple of quote unquote veterans with some mm. also very new pieces if we consider Robbie Bob and mobility to be part of that team. Uh, and also this team's gonna be carried by their jungler. So that's another <laughs> option as well. That that that's the best part of the comparison. Because yeah, for anyone that hasn't been watching NACL, Shaden dude, like the might be the best player in the whole league. But um this guy's fucking crazy. But okay, that I can see that. I can see that. So I went with IMT because honestly, this is probably flimsier logic than yours. But to me, uh, IMT was the most, like, random roster out of all of them for me in the NACL, and Godel is the most random roster to me. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, like, super veteran trickster, like, uh, some new pieces, like, sort of feels a little all, all over the place. I know who some of their players are. I'm not as familiar with others. So I kind of just settled on IMT. And the biggest thing as well is I also not only is, like, a little bit of a random roster for me, I'm not super high on the roster. I don't think IMT is that great. I don't think Godel is going to get out of groups. But that's not to say I don't like a lot of the pieces on this roster. It's more so like it was ones that I wasn't expecting. Like, for example, like I said, a big, big Trickster fan. Also seeing Detro down there at support is awesome. Like it's sort of like, you know, I was uh, Detro coming back to support here on Godel. Like Wixie comeback player getting back into uh, getting back into um, NACL slash Academy on this team. So like there are some parallels in terms of narratives for me uh, as far as like some players that I really like, some players that I don't know as much about. And that, to me, just sort of, it's like, mm, it's, a, it's an interesting roster. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely see the logic, especially just, like, players that you weren't expecting to be in the league. ADD Balulu, Last Last Daemon, like, eh, I don't know. Daemon yeah. was like a, it's like a Pike streamer. He actually did stream all of their games on the OQs, like his POV, if you want to go check that out. Um, I'm sure they're still on his Twitch at the time of recording this podcast. Um, so that's going to be a pretty interesting team. We have some very disparate comparisons, but... That's our yeah, we, we definitely went different directions, but I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. 
Our final team in Group A is Conviction, uh, and this was a team that we got to watch the last five, uh, the last uh, matchup with Hawk on yeah. our stream against University of California Irvine. They have Voxtrick, Ivan, Aljun, Nightstar, and Nukes. My comparison was Flyfam. Your comparison was CLG Challenges. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with everyone. This was the last team that I did, so like it was kind of a throwaway, <laughs> throwaway comparison. Yeah, it's like but, you have like one team and they kind of don't match, but you're gonna find a way to put them together anyway. Like they're right? not all gonna be perfect, right? Like I feel like the first like eight that I did, I was like, oh yeah, and then like the next like <laughs> the next like four, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 and then the last four, I was like. Eh. It's like when you have a lot of stuff, like you have like a couple of like random things in your fridge and you're trying to put together a meal. That's like the last couple of teams for us here. And so I yeah. guess this is the last rank for you. Yeah, definitely. This, this was like the this was like the eggs that I found at the back of the fridge that I'm not sure if they're safe to eat. But um, well, tell us about tell us about the comparison. So I will I will explain my logic. So in the one game we saw out of conviction, I felt like it was a team that uh, was filled with a lot of players that could like could be really great. Uh, even even going into the OQ, I was sort of like, there's some there's some people on here that I at least recognize could be really good, played on some decent teams. Um, and they're also, I don't feel like, kind of like CLG Faith, uh, CLG Challenger, um, not getting like crazy hard carried by one player in particular, but they are succeeding with really great team play. And also, we talked about Kevy earlier. I think like Kevy, for example, was the best best performing player on CLG Challenger at the moment. Ivan was awesome in the game that we saw uh, them play as well. Um, and and like Nightstar really popped off. So that's sort of my flimsy logic on this. I'm gonna keep this one short. Flyfam has four new players with an established AD carry. Um, Conviction has four new players with an established AD carry. Nightstar has been around an amateur for so, Sword is a new player. Time. New player to his position in his role. Okay, all right, all right I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like <laughs> okay, well, my, my general you. my general feelings about both of these rosters are very similar in that their AD carry is going to play well, and it's about how the rest of the team does to that will determine if they end up going taking that next step in terms of um, either getting into the playoffs or you know performing well in the the promotion relegation tournament or even avoiding that altogether for five fam. Yeah, fair enough. That's right. that's more than fair. So that was All our right. Group A teams. Let's move on to Group B, starting with Team Fish Taco. Four and one. They were our number one seeded team. Who do we got, Hawk? I got AOE. Um, I basically, uh, my comparison for Team Fish Taco is uh, AOE because they've got a veteran jungler and a very veteran top laner. Uh, even though Winnie hasn't been in Academy slash NACL for a while, this dude, like, he's been around for a long time in the scene in general. Um... And sort of getting getting back to this level of Gamsu, likewise, just been playing at that academy level for a little while now. Very, very established player. Um, they've got some more hype aspects um, in, in mid and ADC. Comp 9, E red compared to Dark Wings and Lynx. Um, just, just like... Com9, Darkwings, maybe not the best comparison, but EU Red and, and Lynx, two very hype ADCs that are sort of, like, new to where they're playing now. And then also the big one for me as well was Winter and Skytech. The comparison that I drew was sort of both on a comeback arc. Skytech, once again, back sort of at this NACL level after getting dropped from Academy last spring. Um, and Winter, uh, after taking the better part of last year off, now back on Team Fish Taco, looking ready to play. So I I feel like also this team sort of plays similarly, where they got some hot shot carries, but really it's the rock in the jungle uh, that that sort of holds the team together. Yep, Dardock looked very good. He's currently rank one. Did you know that? Is he? Yeah, rank one wow. on the ladder. Good um, for him. 
and also now jungler for Team Fish Taco. And my comparison for Team Fish Taco is actually Dignitas. And this is why this is why I will tell you this. First of all, again, similar to, to Cloud9 and um, Maryville, like they're at the top of the table right now, and so like top of the standings definitely played a factor here. But also, their top jungles have both played in the LCS before. Um, they have a support that is kind of a veteran of the, the space that they're currently in. Winter has been in North American Amateur for years, uh, and Diamond has been in Academy for years. Um, and also, they have a couple of newer pieces that maybe are being slept on a little bit. Now, this might not be con necessarily considered um, like parallel for roles, but I think that Hoon and Xu in Academy are very similar to the way Comp9 and E-Red are being considered right now for mm. Academy. As players we don't know too much about, um, but maybe are, are starting to sh are, are going to start to show up down the line. That's fair. That's that's fair. I can I can see that. But okay. grapes, we're on to Tony Top just to keep things moving. Tony Top, uh, Wallflower, who I, we all believe to be iconic, renamed Sudzy Levitate Snow Two. This team was really hyped coming into the OQ, as Grapes and I talked about earlier. Sort of dropped the ball a little bit, but they still went three and two. Number seven seed Grapes, where you got them. So this is my AOE team, and here's why. The, okay, the team is built to win, which again was kind of the point. Uh, of NAC uh, of AOE and NACL, um, and they have a very very strong top side of the map. You look at Tony Top, who's kind of a, probably like a mid tier academy player at this point. Iconic, who has been both in LCS and Academy, and Sudzy, who back in 2021 was one of the best mid laners in the amateur space. And they also and then they have a bot lane that um, maybe is not necessarily supposed to be at the top of the table, but is going to be pretty solid. And if they take that next step in Levitate and Snow 2 versus mm. Lynx and Skytech, who I would say Lynx and Skytech have been playing pretty well in NACL right now, that's what takes this team to that next stage. Okay, I can see it. Grapes, my, my comparison for this one was super simple. I spent about five seconds on this. Okay. Are you ready for this? Right. I'm super excited about their top side. That's the logic. <sighs> I love their top side because we talked all about in the tier list, right? Like, I love the top side of EG, but like the rest of it, I'm like, eh, you know, it's cool. That's how I feel about Tony Top. I know Sudzy was like a beast in 2021. I wasn't really around then. I've heard all about it. I've seen a couple VODs, but like I've, you know, I don't hold this like nostalgia. So I'm just like, like, man, they're top laner, they're jungler. I look at this roster. I'm like, oh, it's a banger. Some real hype talent here. And then the rest of it, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. It's awesome. I like them. <laughs> Yeah, so top side of the map is where we <laughs> definitely were looking for this team, yeah. regardless of the teams that we compared them to. And their first round opponent is going to be Mirage, who are seated at number 10 with a 3-2 and two record. They had Barrack, Hyphy, Ariandel, Good Boy, and Pacus. My comparison here, Hawk, was Immortals Challengers. What was yours? I had Dig. So we, we were kind of like hitting all the same teams, yeah. just in different spots. Um, okay, I want to hear about your logic for Immortals Challengers. Mine was like a little flimsy, so maybe you had like a really strong okay. reason. Here we go. Canada is the minor region of North American Amateur. There are two minor region players on Immortals Challengers and ADD from LLA and Balulu from Turkey. Mirage has Canadian people. They have Good Boy, who I is, is very Canadian. I believe Pacus is also from Canada, so that counts. And also, um, they're just kind of a bunch of veterans who I think are going to be around the middle of the pack. Grapes, I'm trying to figure out if this is like Big Brain or if this was your throwaway team. No, 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 no. I... If, we, if we're going to go a little bit deeper, I think that this team is has a bunch of players that I'm relatively excited about, um, but maybe not super excited about. Mm. And I think that was kind of my thought process about Immortals as well. Okay. I You know, we at least have the same sort of thought process on Immortals. Honestly, uh, my thought process about Dig is kind of similar to yours, where I think they have 
some pieces I was really excited about, some pieces I was less excited about, but overall, like I I think top to bottom they have a competitive roster. That's sort of where I was at with this one. Sounds sounds about right. I mean, I don't know if Mirage can be as good as the as Dignitas right now in the NACL, but you know, maybe maybe that's your hot take. We'll see about that. A lot of very established well, players. I don't necessarily team. yeah. I should say I very did not rate my players based on like how uh, or rather teams how good I thought they would be for pretty much all of them. I want to preface that. Like, I don't think Mirage is going to top cut or something. Maybe, okay. but... I, I I think I had, like, some of them where I, I really made that connection and some of them where I didn't. So that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, that's well. totally fair. Uh, last team of Group B is the 15-seed Zenigma, who got in, I believe, off of a 3-1, and one, actually, and then falling in the last game after upsetting a couple of teams. They have Coco Puffs, right Dunks, Zhao Danny, Enthralled, and Karulian. Um, who did you compare this team with, Hawk? So I had Golden Guardians for this team because... Uh, in the one game that we saw of Zenigma, we saw two players on their team go absolutely fucking ham, and then the rest of their team, like, be good. <laughs> like, no fuck, like, like, Coco and Enthrall just, like, really showed up in that one game. And so, that's sort of, I feel like, that really, I'm drawing this comparison to Golden Guardians, where I feel like Young and Array have really been showing up for Golden Guardians Challenger, but the rest of the team has looked not very good in their win uh, in their losses and then just sort of like decent in their wins and really i think there's two catalysts for the team whether or not that is true through all of enigma's games i don't know i didn't watch the rest of their vods i'm sorry but based on the one game i saw it's like two players really popped off and we also had coco puffs on the show uh, shout out coco puffs uh you were really he fun to awesome. talk to yeah so so sort of like cool players that you could build a roster around so that's sort of where i'm at yeah, so I have CLG Faith. I kind of took the teams that I thought were going to be towards like the bottom half and, and kind of uh, of any CLQ and compare them to the provisional teams because I think that the way that they're built is, is mm. kind of similar. CLG Faith have a couple of players that I'm very uh, excited about or that have looked good in periods of time in the past, whether that be NXI or Sketch. I think Coco Puffs um, has looked really good. Uh, was on the, in the Team Liquid tryouts actually for the top lane pool. Didn't of course get in. That's why he's here. Um, but also I believe Dunk has had a couple of good moments on um, some of the teams that he's been on in the past and also Enthralled looked really good as well um, but I'm not completely sold on the entire team and that's why mm. um, very similar to the CLG Faith I kind of have them as being mirror of each other a little bit fair enough but Grapes the number three seed the uh, we're going on to group C now Native Gaming we both had them as our number one seed going and they did fall to Maryville in the 5-0 match but still coming into 4-1 they looked really good Shocky Fanatic messages scooped Rhino I know we had the same comparison for this one how about you draw it for us let me set the scene for you guys really quick Just it's the end of 2022 like, everyone close their eyes yeah the kings of the scene have just you know again been dominant Mm. And all, f and then four of the players move on to other things. Mm. One of them remains, and that one of them is Fnatic, and it is Bradley on Team Liquid Challenger. And those players are now one of the best players in the in their respective leagues, and they have a team built around them that has a lot of really promising players and a lot of really experienced players as well. Whether it's Arrow versus Scooped, Shocky versus maybe Kim down in the bot lane, or Rhino versus Arrow, just like players that. You know, kind of all are a, a big mixed bag, but all are going to come together and, and form something good, but maybe not as good as, you know, the, the team that came before, which was either 100 Next or that TL, TL uh, Academy team that had four players, uh, three players promoted to LCS. Yeah, honestly, you took the words right out of my mouth. It really is just like this one I 
rated a little bit in terms of like performance ex expectation as well. But like, I think this is just a really good team filled with like, it's just that mix of like, like veterans and prospects that Team Liquid went for that made this a super easy comparison for me. Honestly, I think it's really easy for me just to draw the comparison between Messages and APA, Shocky and Kim down, uh, Rhino and uh, Mir, Scooped and Arrow, and then Fnatic and Bradley for the reasons you said. So I, I, don't, I don't really have much else to say. I'm just really hyped about this team. I'm really hyped about Team Liquid Challengers. I think they're going to be good, and it's that mix. It, I think it makes a pretty clear cut. Yeah, and presuming that both of these teams make it through into the next second, into the second round of GSL, their potential opponents in that second half of the group stage is going to be pretty interesting as we go on to our next team. Team Ambition mm -hmm. is a team that uh, I think a lot of people were hyped on when their roster got announced. They have Cozy, Sarcasm, Talon, Aaron, and Pluto. Hawk, who do you who who do you have compared to them? I got Cincinnati Fear because uh, this is a team that I think is filled from top to bottom with players that have all sort of been around an amateur for like a bit like like at least a year and looked good but there's not a single member of this team that i'm like over the moon hyped about and so that that i think that's honestly it and, I, and and also like fear has been playing pretty well um maybe relative to what people expected that's also where i've got team ambition i think this team might surprise some people look really really good but grapes i see you got 100 thieves that one i'm sort of interested in uh, this was, might have been one of my more flimsy ones. Okay, mark. okay. Hundred Thieves have one of the hypest young prospects in the league, in General Sniper. Team Ambition have talent on their team. Mm. I know we're kind of connecting, or maybe maybe stretching the uh, stretching a little bit. <laughs> but I'm Town, sure Town will be elated to hear you compare them to General Town Sniper. Town has had some Town had some really good moments <laughs> last year. Town is I'm great. Very, Town is great. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see him maybe take a next step with the team because it was surrounded by players who I think are all very good. Um, the other interesting thing that uh, the other, the other connection I have with this team and Hundred Thieves is they both have like a bunch of really solid players who have been around for a while. Whether that's Pretty and Destiny over on Hundred Thieves or Aaron and Pluto or even Sarcasm who's been around either as like a coach or a player now again on Team Ambition uh, the the biggest thing that this team doesn't really um, strike me as compared to 100 Thieves is they don't have like an Unforgiven where it's like mm. a really established player who's going to come in as the top player in that league but yeah. I, I kind of like some of the other points that I made I don't know no, no, that that makes sense. I actually saw your hundred thieves, and I, I considered it for a bit. I I found a better hundred thieves, I think. Um, but but yeah, I I could see that. That see, that's sort of where I went with the fear, where I don't feel like they have that unforgiven right. I'm sort of like, mm, they got some hype prospects, but they've also got like some established stuff there. But like overall, I feel like it's very well rounded, and that's where I kind of settled on fear. But now. On to the next one, number 11 seed, Winthrop University. Mabud, Frostforce, Ivano, ZKG, and Sir Kenji Grapes. Okay, my comparison is Wildcard Gaming, and here Ooh. is why. Wildcard Gaming and Winthrop both had very good runs last year, or at least the core rosters within them. Of course, Wildcard consists of AoE, Ginger, Turmeric. They made it really far into PG in the summer split. And Winthrop had a really good showing in Spring Split of 2022, where they made it to top four, entered Proving Grounds eventually as well. But a, a, t a team that had good performances in the past and, and have a lot of the players sticking together, but I'm not as confident on in, in them returning to that level of success, especially because a couple of the new roster changes. I know ZKG looked very, very good. I still there's a reason mobility's in academy right now, right? right? So that's my comparison, kind of with Wixie and Lens, where their replacements are still good, maybe not 
as great potentially. Um, but if you know Winthrop is playing like wildcard, uh, and this comparison really is true, then maybe this team will shock people in this group that, again, I was considering to be a potential exciting one out of the four that we have. That's a really interesting logic to me. Because I, I honestly, this was one of the ones when I saw it when I was doing mine that I was sort of like, I would not have said that like at all. So I, I'm, I'm interested to hear. I, so I went TSM um, because I think Winthrop is filled with a lot of players that have been around for a bit. Um, and also, I don't, I did not expect great things from, but maybe got some unjust criticism as well. I mean, seriously, ZKG kind of shut me up. I know I'll give credit for that. Like ZKG played really well in the OQ, and I was pretty down on the bot lane. So there you go. Um, and Our, and yeah, but this is my this is my comparison for TSM. Frost Force and Kenji won big things in the past. There you go. Yeah. yeah no. Exactly. TSM has had some people that have won big things in the past as well. And, and also, you know, I, I will say, too, have not quite reached that peak as when they won in the past as well. Um, so that's sort of where I'm at for TSM. I, and I'm also still not expecting amazing things out of Winthrop, even though, like, they did prove me wrong. They made the group stage. Um, I'm not entirely, like, they, they will compete, but I'm not going to, like, bet on them to get out. We'll see how accurate you are about that. And if more memes will be made about you on Twitter as we head to I'm our sure they will. I, I am, I'm waiting for it. I love it. Shout out Winthrop. Love you all. CB Gaming is our last team in Group C. Phenom X, Kizno, Nem9, Last Dance, Sandwich. This is the team that beat um, Team Fish Taco in that round three to qualify in at three and zero. Who is your comparison, Hawk? All right, Graves, this one's going to get clipped on Twitter. Y'all better get your clip tool ready. I have wildcard gaming because they started off hot, but they're not going to be able to keep it up. Woo! That's, a, that's it. That's the that's the take. <laughs> if you're in the chat right now, if you're watching this episode, clip it. And once CB Gaming, you make it into the group stage. Yes. We can make a really funny meme and a funny montage. I'm um, so ready for people to clip this. Or for Wildcard to finish the season. Like, like they have three losses right now, right? So they'll finish the season like, uh, I don't know how many games they're going like, to play. Like yeah. 30 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen, might not happen. We'll I just, yeah. But that's that's it. That's the take. I had fear in this spot because it is five players that have kind of been on the precipice of, of making it into that in, into this level, whether it's making it into amateur, making it into academy. Um, but maybe people weren't as sold on them. But when they mm. came together, they took down one of the top, some of the top teams, and could potentially be pretty good. You know, CB Gaming beat Team Fish Taco. Fear have had some pretty good games, both against uh, T uh, against TL Challenger specifically, uh, as well as I think they went one one against Immortals as well. Um, so uh, again, a pretty surprising roster, and maybe can make some waves. But I, I guess you're not as high on them. I honestly, it's not about me not being high on them. Honestly, I I am excited about the CB roster, but. You're such an optimist, man. Like I'm an oh. optimist about all these teams. Yeah, I look. True. I want. I would love if CB Gaming did well. But what do I think is gonna happen? That's what I think is gonna happen, and that's why I chose wild cards. So uh, anyway, we're we're on to Group D. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get added for that. But hey, it's all fun, right? So. Yep. We got four teams left. We're gonna cover the last group. Uh, here with our number four seed, Horizon Gaming. Uh, a pretty exciting roster that was put together seemingly. Um, you know, not, again, something that we weren't necessarily expecting. With Sappy, Nidhogg, Yunbi, Sophus Sage, and Dragonman Kim. Roll swapping from jungle to support. Who do you got here, Hawk? So, for this one, this is one of the ones I did not do based on performance. Uh, because I do think this team will be good. Uh, and FlyFam has obviously struggled just a little bit. But Horizon, I had this FlyFam because no one fucking knew who this top laner was at all before this tournament. But the rest of the team was, like, filled with, like, <laughs> there's a comeback player, sort of like how uh, Goo came back, Yunbi. 
uh, Yunbi coming back. You've got like some hype prospects like Nidhog or Blaze, uh, and and like a bot lane that is interesting and has played together. That's sort of my thing. The big one was like unknown top comeback player, and then like prospects. Hey, Instinct and Sword were both on TSM at yeah. one point, not at the same time. And Sophist Stage and DMK were on Base State College at some point in the same time. And those two formed the core around Golden Guardians, which is my, sorry, comparison for this team. Also, Roll Swap. Roll Swap support as well. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Roll Swap support. That's a, Prismal, Roll Swap support as well. Wow. We are oh, coming uh, up yeah, there we go. Spot oh, my God. Wait, did you, not realize, did you not realize that either? That makes me feel better about that. Um, Wasn't in my notes, so maybe I thought about it at one point, but not why go. I've selected them here. Awesome. <laughs> Horizon Gaming has some really good players uh, with the core sticking together, whether it be um, for Golden Guardians concept or in Prismal, or for Horizon, Sophist Sage, and Dragon Min Kim kind of being that connection together. Um, but they also have some new players joining, uh, whether it be a rookie uh, with Young, first slash um, Sappy or Nidhogg in a way, and a returning player, uh, whether uh, that is Rosethorn on Golden Guardians or Yanbi, who was also on Golden Guardians Academy back in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like our logic is actually kind of similar for both these teams. We just sort of chose different teams, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I like it. All right, we've got right. three teams left. Supernova, Dragoon, Hyper, Onat, Azog, and Chookies. This is, good. This is of course, the closest in, in terms of top two seeds. So, yes. potentially a very explosive round two matchup in the GSL. Who do you got as the comparison, Hawk? I have 100 Thieves because I was... Honestly, the biggest okay. part, I was really, really hyped about 100 Thieves. I'm really, really hyped about Supernova. I still love this roster. I'm a big Supernova fan right now. I know you are too. Mm -hmm. um, also, Dragoon is the best top laner outside of maybe Tony Top. Sniper is like Sniper. You know, that's sort. Of, I we both sort of drew the Sniper comparison with our 100 Thieves. Also, they they um are stacked with talent from top to bottom. Some of it's a little newer. I feel like Onat. You could draw a comparison maybe with Yukino. Uh, and then a lot of experience, a lot of talent across the board for the rest of it. And most importantly, it's it's just very exciting to me. Who is your unforgiven on this team? Is it Azog? Hyper? My unforgiven on this team, I think. So I think Hyper. I guess we both don't really have that. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't think there's really. Because Hyper would be my pretty, I think. And then okay. I think. Honestly, if I were to pick an unforgiven, it would maybe be Chookies. Just because I think. Ooh. Wow. But, like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It, it, it's just not Azogs. <laughs> not, that's not like, oh, it, like, I like Azog. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have one. I don't. So that is sort of the, the flaw in the hundreds. I don't really think any of the provisional teams have an Unforgiven, though. Yeah, like, maybe Like, Tony first Top, but team, the the all team pro and LEC to NACL is crazy, dude. Like, that's, a, that's an insane, like, I don't know what to compare to that. My Supernova comparison was CLG Challengers, just because I think they have a lot of really solid players. They'll probably be near the top of the table. A newer mid laner, I think comparing Copy to Onat is probably the biggest question mark of this comparison here. But mm. um, I think Onat's like a very promising player. Copy, a little bit more established, obviously. Um, but yeah, a bunch of really solid players. Going to finish near the top of the standings. How close to the top will kind of just deter be determined by both their play and also kind of the player teams around them at their yeah. skill level. Bunch of hype players seems to be the consensus, but Grapes, two more teams, and it's time to get lit here on the Salty Runback stream. We got Livacious Munchie conveying uh, Sajed and Chei. What's the comparison? 
I think we both had the same one for this one. It is TL Faith. They will give you a, a funny reason oh, yeah, and also go. like yeah. a, a pretty serious reason. Uh, one, I think it's a bunch of players that does have you know deserved a chance on a team at this level of competition. Whether it was Livacious on, on MSU, Munchie who has looked really good on third party at times, uh, and Conveying Sajin and Chai have all had moments like either in tryouts or just like pretty high ranked in solo queue or, or maybe some of the lower levels like EPL. Um, and also we both compared TL Challengers to Native and Lit Esports. All five of these players were in the native gaming tryouts back in December. So I did hear if we're looking that. at a B team for native, it's kinda lit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's um I, I did hear about that. That was not really what factored in. Honestly, this was one of my flimsier ones, but I sort of I could see where you were going with it, so I followed your logic where it's a good mix of like hype prospects of players that we haven't really seen a lot of, and also hype prospects of players that we have seen more of. Like Munchie, really exciting player. I I actually think there's a pretty good comparison to City Witty. Um Yeah. They're they're both junglers that like to do crazy shit. And yeah, so... they like to do crazy shit and they're <laughs> held in really high regard as well. Um yeah, I I think this one's pretty cut and dry. Grapes, we can go on to the last one. We're we're at about hour ten. We're doing pretty well on time. It is, of course, going to be the ISU Redbirds. We got Meslo, we got GFP, we got Drew Dozer, Disconnector, and Tempos. All right. Um, I had TSM Challengers. They were the one team that I have not selected yet. You have CLG Faith. Uh, maybe you want to go first because I think this is a pretty interesting comparison. Okay, so mine it's like fifty percent. No, it's like thirty percent serious, seventy percent. CLG Faith went 0-2 in, in OQ and then went 3-2 and then made it. That's they're oh, like you mean the like team. last year? Last year. That's oh. what I think of when okay. I think of like – because it's another one. They were like the 12 seed. I think ISU was seeded a little lower, but it's like mid-low teen seed. Like people expect like to do well. Some people expect to do not as well. And then they come in, they start 0-2, and then they 3-2 on the back half of the day and make it. Like – that was a crazy storyline. We were all like, oh my god, is CLG Faith like LCS affiliate gonna get out? Same thing with ISU. Um, that's honestly the big part of my comparison here, but also it's sort of um I feel like I can I can't predict ISU uh to do well. I can't really predict CLG Faith to do well. I do think that there are exciting pieces on this team, sort of like CLG Faith, but none of them I think are necessarily like I expect them to get promoted within the year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like a lot of the players on CLG faith, but I don't, I like, I'm, I'm sort of, I think it's sort of like a trial run in NACL for quite a few of them. And similar to the Redbirds, even though a lot of them have been around longer, it's same thing where I'm not like, Oh, you know, why isn't this player in NACL? If that makes sense. Yeah, that that I do see the comparison there. I was a little bit hesitant at first, but some of that logic does make sense. I it's really the 0-2 to 3-2 thing, because I just yeah. remember on broadcast, we were all <laughs> freaking out that CLG Faith was going to 0-3 bomb out. Because also they like, lost a DK crew in round two, who were like the underseeded team. They, they, well, wasn't DK crew like the 32? Yeah. Yeah, so, so... They lost. Like, they, they lost a DK crew. We were like, well, they lost to the 32 seed. Also, this is like after we had Myra. She came on the the reveal show and was like hyping up town, gave an interview, and we're like, God, like they fucking suck. Like, <laughs> And then they made it. So, like, so they it's didn't not, suck. It's not current T clg faith is more no old this is an old clg so it's a little bit of like i guess like drawing storylines from 2021 but as far as players i am drawing comparison to current clg faith so i'm kind of cheating i guess but That's it's just what right. i think of clg faith it's what i think of <laughs> tsm challengers 
um, and and Redbirds. Both have a ton of players that have been together for a long, a long time. You look at the middle of the map for Redbirds, GFP, Drewdozer, and Disconnector. They have been on this ISU team for what seems like two or three years at this point um, and consistently have had pretty good levels of success in collegiate. I know that TSM, obviously the three players that we're talking about in Haunter, Senskaran, and Wild Turtle, have had more success relatively um, to how Redbirds have done, but they've been together for mm -hmm. a while um, and they've played, um, they have they have a lot of experience together. And the other two players on these teams are one promising player that probably is not at the top of the pool, but is certainly worthy of having a spot in, NAC in NACL slash NACLQ, and that is Meslo and Doxa, and they both mm -hmm. have a support um, that is currently playing because they were ganked by Oceania. Whether it is um, t uh, Draku not playing and now Rock slash Chime is in, or um, Tempos is in because Nausicaa uh, is ineligible to play on uh, this team because of certain visa restrictions. Honestly, that logic makes a lot of sense. I mostly, I, I actually could really see your TSM logic even as I was doing this, but I like my Winthrop TSM. So that makes a lot of sense though. I, I liked it. Ganked by Oceania, but Graves, we've, I hope this like gave everyone like a good overview. We just went through thirty-two teams and like this a half might hour. have been really confusing. I'm just I'm just kind of realizing like if you're not following along, I am sorry, and you just maybe heard us ramble for forty-five minutes. But um, I thought it's a good way to I, we thought it was a good way to talk about all of the teams, um, and hopefully you, it made you a little bit more excited potentially for the NACL qualifiers, which will again be starting on Saturday. There will be streams uh, both on team streams and also on our channel twitch.tv slash salty runback and twitch.tv slash smacks hide we're kind of doing like an unofficial official sort of coverage <laughs> to make sure that all the games are being covered either on our streams or on team streams um, and we're gonna have some pretty cool content prepared for that so uh, we're very excited to get that project started uh, and hopefully this gave you a little bit more excitement about them as well yeah absolutely more than anything we just want to canvas this this NACL Q season that's going to start because again we, we talked so much about in our first episode as well about how great the NACL is for the top level but that doesn't mean that the NACL Q matters even less and we are so excited to be platforming these teams uh these games we're also again we're gonna have a lot of great talent on the show I'm sure Grapes and I will get a call at some point um but but you know We'll have all kinds of really, really great people on. Uh, it'll be very entertaining. Definitely want to check that out. As Grape said, um, we'll be going pretty much every weekend, I think. So it'll be awesome. Make sure as well. That's, you know, that's the end of this episode, episode three. We hope you all enjoyed this show. We'll still be bringing you this content every single Wednesday evening. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Salty Runback Pod on everything Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and Twitter. Shoot us a DM if you want to tell us something. Shoot us an email at saltyrunbackpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you a suggestion. You can flame us. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. We like talking to all of you. And hey, if you think that we said some stupid stuff, maybe uh, you didn't like that I compared CB Gaming to Wildcard, you can take it with a grain of salt. I've been Hawk. That's been Grapes. Have a good night, everyone.